you know, my ex-wife really did want to make it work. And, you know, I know she was praying over me and, you know, she was going to, you know, to her prayer closet, yeah. you know, on me. But, you know, I was just like, hey, you know what? I'm not ready to, you know, to cut this out. You know, I'm still you lying. Told, so you told her you wasn't ready to stop? No, stop. I didn't tell her that. I just I did not. <laughs> like, hey, I would lie and say I'm done. Like, hey, I'm not talking to this person. And I would stop talking to, For, to then, this one person, but I'm going to start talking to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I'm, I'm going on to the next person. And so what happened, and I couldn't believe it, um, she moved on. I made vows. I broke them. Hindsight, I didn't comprehend the gravity of the exchange of this solemn promise, a vow, before God and man. It's time to unpack these sacred words so that I never take this oath lightly, ever again. I'm LaTerra Whitfield, and this is the Marriage Vow Series on the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, LaTerris R. Whitfield. Let me tell you something. I'm so excited about this episode. But before we get started, let's take care of some house cleaning. Are you shacking up with us? If you're still shacking up with us, then make sure that you hit that subscription button. And let's make a commitment. Uh, we're going to be going through a powerful series. It's an eight-part series called the Marriage Vow Series. And um, it's going to get extremely transparent. And so I've been praying and asking God to bring the right guest on the podcast to be able to unpack these vows. I'll have people that have uh, had successful marriages, those that have been divorced, and those that are trying to figure it out or they've lost their loved ones due to the last vow, which is to death do us part. But it's going to get extremely, extremely transparent. The first episode kicked off last week with Kaylin and Kyra. Um, and we're just going to go a little bit deeper. We first need to unpack where these marriage vows came from. And the Book of Common Prayer was first introduced in 1549. And um, this is where we get our marriage vows. And they've changed throughout uh, time to take out certain words or take out certain phrases that uh, people don't like, such as to, to obey. You know, a lot of women didn't like that. <laughs> so so they took that out of the marriage vows. But um, today we're going to talk about to have and to hold. So I'm excited to have today's guest on the podcast. Now, we met in a very unconventional way, but as God would see fit, it was all by design. So without further ado, welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. My new homie, Jerry Fisher. What's going on, guys? Man, what's going on? <laughs> Glad to be here. Man, you're in the hot seat right now. How yes, you sir. Yes, sir. It's a little warm. I know it. Man, listen, I, first of all, I just want to thank you for being open and uh, vulnerable because you're going to be extremely vulnerable today sharing your testimony as we begin okay. to unpack what this vow actually means to you um, to have and to hold. Uh, I'm going to read it and then you tell me what it means to you. Um, to have and to hold refers to the physical embrace of a husband and wife. To have is to receive without reservation the total self-gift of the other. It's not a statement of ownership, but rather a promise of unconditional acceptance. To hold is a pledge of physical affection and tenderness, a vow to be available to the other in body and soul, a promise to cherish, value, and protect the other as we would a prized treasure. To have and to hold it's truly a statement of poetry. Yes, it is. Yes, so, Jerry, is. what does that mean to you? To have and to hold. Um, basically, what it means to me, um, definitely like the uh, like what you just read, uh, to receive a gift, uh, a person uh, that you're about to marry is giving themselves to you, um, and you're to receive that without any doubt um, that you're sure this is the person that you want to be with for the rest of your life. And to hold, like it says, is to value that person uh, and to protect that which you value. Right. Uh, so that's that's the basic definition uh, that it means to me. So, all right, Jerry. So uh, have you been married before? <laughs> Get right into it. Yeah, we're going to yes, jump I, right I, on I, that. I, yes, <laughs> I, I have been married before. I uh, was married almost 20 years. Almost 20 years. Yes, sir. Congratulations 20 on the 20 years. That's, that's, that's powerful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and how long ago was that? 
uh, about 10 years ago. And so when we look at to have and to hold, how was that vow violated in your marriage by you? Um, just to start out, uh, how to how it was violated for me uh, was I just stepped out outside of my marriage. I did not, um, I stopped looking at my wife as a gift. Um, I started um, thinking other things outside of my house was a gift. And I didn't protect um, her, and I didn't value her anymore. So, um, so was that something cheating. conscious? Was that something conscious um, when you got married? Did you believe that hey, men just you know, men is no way to be faithful? Did you start marriage with the intentions of being faithful? You saying I'm never going to cheat, or did you say hey, listen, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've seen cheating all my life. You know, you going I'm gonna make sure that I cover my wife quote unquote making sure she don't find out about it but i mean come on how are you gonna be faithful to somebody your whole life yeah your whole life i actually thought it was it would be easy um i thought i was ready for it i thought uh being faithful was just just it's an easy thing you just decide you want to be faithful and you just be faithful um now on this side i realize that there's some training there's some some learning uh, that goes with it. There's some therapy that goes with that. Um, but yeah, when I got married, man, I was I was happy. I was, um, you know, tears coming down my eyes when, when I she see walked her, down the aisle. But I see her coming down the aisle and like, hey, this is it. You know, the death <laughs> doors part. And um, you know, when I when I said those vows uh, at that time, I didn't know I was reciting them. Right. And see, there's a difference uh, for me than reciting them instead of giving an oath. Um, Talk about Reciting it. is you just repeating what someone's saying. Talk about it. And if you're giving an oath, that means you are pledging um, exactly to what you're saying. You're right. pledging to have and to hold. Uh, if we look at an oath, we look at every profession. We look at... Uh, every profession that you could think of has an oath. If you look at a CPA, you look at a doctor, there's some training that goes into it. There's some time, some studying that goes into it. And once they finish with that, there's an exam and they give an oath. And when they give an oath, they are upholding that oath. Come on. And that is what I believe was different when I got married is that I recited exactly what the minister said. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't giving an oath to my wife at that time. Mm. <clears throat> I'm giving an oath to her. It's like, hey, I, you know, I, I value this. I'm, I'm pledging everything that I'm saying. Yes. I believe in this because I have studied uh, before I, I got married to you. And what I mean by studying is um, my uh, late pastor, um, Dr. Kerry Wesley, Kerry Wesley wrote, a, yeah. wrote a book that said, "If this marriage is made in heaven, why I'm going through, uh, why I'm going through hell." Um, I actually read that book after, <laughs> you know, my divorce. And if this marriage was made in heaven, yes, if this marriage was made in heaven, why am I going, going through, through hell? hell. Oh, yes. that's good. Yes, that's good. That's <laughs> definitely it. Pastor, former pastor of what, Antioch? Antioch. Yes, yes. Antioch, yes. Baptist Church. Yes. yes. Man, powerful pastor. Yes, And right. so you read that book after your divorce? Yes, after my divorce. And so there's a, uh, a chapter that's in the book that talks about the green-eyed monster. Mm. And the green-eyed monster is just talking about, you know, things that happen outside of the marriage, those temptations. And if I would have read it before, I would have been prepared for those temptations. Yeah. I would have know I would have knew how to flee from these temptations and I would have knew uh several things that I would have uh, been prepared for. You know, I just thought when, once you get married, all desires outside desires just, just disappear. Yeah. Like it just disappeared. Yeah. Like hey, I'm I'm married and I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Mm -hmm. That's it. And so and so when he talks about the green-eyed monster, what was that green-eyed monster for you? The green eye monster for me, um, definitely just other women. Um, when it came to other women, it was more of, I just felt like uh, my manhood was being attacked. Uh, at the time, uh, going through some financial situations mm -hmm. uh, with the economy, um, loss of jobs. Uh, that was, uh, was the only one working at the time. 
Uh, we had a young son. Um, he was about two years old at that time. And a lot of stuff was just going on. And when you're struggling and you don't have those answers, and as a man, you feel like you're supposed to have all the answers. Yes. That you just, every every question that's given of you, you're supposed to have that answer. And I didn't have those answers, and I was getting frustrated and uh, didn't know how to show vulnerability, did not know how to show that I was afraid. Yes. That, hey, I don't know what our next step is going to be. And so because I had those fears uh, and didn't know how to communicate that to my wife at the time, I started listening to outside uh Influence. Outside, yeah, outside influences. Yeah. You know, so I started, uh, as the vow says, to hold. I was supposed to protect. And protection means like, hey, I could have just kept it as me and her. Yes. And not add outside forces. And once I started adding those outside forces, I started listening to what these other women were saying. Right. Uh, making me feel like I was a man. Like, hey, if I had you, it would, it would be like this and yes. that. And not realizing that was destroying my marriage, making everything actually you know worse than what it yes. was. Really was so when you first cheated, the first time you cheated <laughs> on your wife, how did you feel? And what said that? A lot of women want to know. They they want to know like what makes a man step outside of his marriage? Why? Um, and do we ever have any type of remorse? Do we ever feel guilt from it? Um, I want you to unpack that, and then I'll share mine. Okay, okay. So the first time I um, I cheated, um, the reason why I stepped out, like I just said, was because of you know me not feeling valued, right, um, and me not being able to communicate, you know, to my wife uh, about what I needed and how I felt valued and. Uh, all these fears just started coming up like I wasn't adding up at the time because there was financial problems. Right. And if I was the man, I was supposed to solve these problems. Yes. I didn't know how. So uh, the first time I cheated, uh, there was a lot of guilt. Um, so much guilt, man. I uh, On the way home, I cried. Yep. Uh, there was tears. I couldn't believe, you know, I, I let her down. Um, I honestly was thinking, man, I'm, I'm going to hell. Yep. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just condemning myself. I'm beating myself up. You know, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. I had a hard time looking at her. Um, did you go home and immediately take a shower? I immediately took a shower. Exactly. I went home, immediately took a shower. Um, and I was just silent. And then I just started noticing, I started becoming distant yep. from, you know, my wife and my son. <laughs> That I just, man, you know, I thought I was being a man by stepping out, but I felt less than a man yep. stepping out at that time. I remember when I first stepped out, it was the most, like the first time where, uh, the first time I avoided, and it was me going back to a, a woman that I had messed around with um, way before I got married. And and that was a comfort, comfort zone for me. Yes. And so I went back there, and then the first time I was just like, Nah, I can't do it. So I avoided it the first time. Second time I come back and I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna shoot it. What's the what's the use? I did it before, so what's <laughs> one more time with the same person? Yeah. And so I did it. And when I tell you, I wanted to throw up. I was in the car and I was just like, because I literally felt. And I don't think people really talk about this, and that's the reason I wanted you to speak on this. You literally feel a tearing away uh, in the covenant. I felt it. I felt it spiritually. I felt it physically with tears streaming down my face, like you experienced driving home. And I and and I felt like a veil was lifted yeah. and and that she could see my sin i felt mm -hmm. like i was exposed mm -hmm. and i was like oh my god like i know she sees me i'm a cheater i know she can see this yeah, I know. and you know i just felt so dirty that i went straight to the shower and i took a shower thinking that i could wash off my sin and that she wouldn't smell the funk of my sin on me and i was like yeah let me wash it off let me wash it off and then i felt then you then those awkward moments come where now you're going to have sex with your wife the first time after that then it's like oh this is this is this, you know it's different yeah it's, it's different, different. It's and i'm different. like oh my god is it's like your whole mind is just racing and but the unfortunate thing about it is that when you're not 
God can't heal what you won't reveal. Yeah. So as scary as that moment was, I should have opened up and shared with her, like, listen, this is what I do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's almost virtually impossible for a lot of men to actually do. But I knew if I did that and if I would have killed that Goliath early on, it wouldn't become a, I wouldn't have become a repeat offender. And yeah. so I kept on doing it throughout my marriage. Anytime that there was any type of brokenness in my marriage, any type of void, I go self-medicate with some woman, you know? And, um, and so I, it was, and I never ever read the marriage vow to have and to hold. We said it, but I didn't know what that meant. I don't know what that meant. And so I'm going, oh my God, that's a protective place for both of us to be in, for both of us to be in this intimate space with each other to where we have and we hold each other. Mm -hmm. uh, in our brokenness to be able to hold each other, to have, meaning that uh, she should never deny me sex. I should never deny her sex. We should find this place of, of vulnerability with each other to where we're providing each other's needs. And, um, and so that's quite interesting. I want you to talk about how, how did that progress? So you cheated on her the first time and then what happened? I mean, just the same thing. Uh, every time there was a problem, I mean, just, uh, you run back to what you're familiar to. Yes. Uh, it's, it's just like a drug. Um, once you start, once you get that first taste of it, I mean, you feel guilty. Yeah. I mean, just like someone using drugs, uh, once they get that high and they come off of it, they feel guilty. So every time there was a problem, every time there was an issue, every time uh, something uh, was broke uh, within the marriage, instead of communicating, I would just, you know, go back to what, what, yep. what you know, I was used to. Um and, and you're right. Uh, a lot of times, if you're if you open up and uh, early, which I didn't, I um, who does? You know, my uh, my ex-wife uh, started finding out about it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, through phone messages and uh, actually seeing me actually speak. Uh, you know, to a, to a young lady uh, at the time that I was messing with and. Um, she saw you on the phone or you she saw you no, in she, yeah, she actually saw me in person talking <laughs> to the person she never you know never caught me but she knew yeah you know, she definitely knew and she wanted me to confess to it but what you kept you saying now you wouldn't yeah, i kept saying no just just like you and, and i just studied this man you know i looked at the bible you know a lot of men in the bible just like david yeah i mean you just try to hide it yeah you know just like you know, Jacob and all of them in the Bible, the first thing you do is just try to hide it. Yes. Um, you know, to protect yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, since we're talking about infidelity, I mean, it's just like, you know, in the garden. You know, yep. when Adam and Eve, you know, that first sin stepped yep. in, they run and hide. And hide. But I was just like you. I felt it soon as, yep. you know, you had the forbidden fruit. You could feel that detachment. Yep. Immediately you feel it, and you start being different. Yeah. And when I would walk in, walk into the house, I felt like two different people. Yes. Like here I am. I'm supposed to be a husband, a provider, you know, a father. Mm -hmm. But then I'm over here. I'm this different man. So, uh, it you know it was very difficult. Um, did, you, did you ever talk to any of your friends about it? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I didn't. Uh, the friends I had, they was doing the exact <laughs> doing the same, same thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so does that make you feel a little justified? Like when you when like when you look at the influences in this world, whether it's your immediate circle or just the world at large, is is infidelity really looked at or frowned upon as being bad? Not amongst men. Yeah. Not amongst men. You know, growing up, um, Starting out from middle school to high school to college, uh, as men we get patted on the back. Yes, for for wrongdoing. Yep. And when when a woman does the exact same thing, <laughs> she's actually outcast. Yeah. So, being in a marriage and you're stepping out, I mean, you're not. You know, fr it's not frowned upon. Uh, you're actually applauded. Yeah. And and you know, I mean, you don't receive an award for it, but. <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely feels good. Uh, well, it did feel good, you know, receiving the accolades, you know, the accolades from your male friends. Because a lot of times as, as males, especially, you know, black males, uh, 
we don't receive a lot of approval. A lot of approval from our fathers. I want you to talk about this because this was dope. <laughs> this is a perfect segue. Before I push, before we push record on this uh, episode, you revealed something powerful today to me. Okay, and what did you say? <laughs> uh, man, uh, currently I'm 51. Just turned 51 this year. Um, earlier this year, before I turned 51, so in 50 years. I have never heard my father ever tell me that he was proud of me. Uh, he called me up, and, you know, me, I was trying to avoid his calls, and when I finally answered his calls and he said it, I'm proud of you. Um, man, it did something to me. You know, uh, yeah, it was 50 years kind of late, but it definitely was, you know, better late than never. Um, but it actually started helping me to heal Um it is definitely something that I tell my son all the time that I love him and that I'm proud of him. Uh, a lot of times we hear I'm proud of you from a female. Yep. That's where I was getting I'm proud of you. Yes. I never got I'm proud of you from, uh, you know, from my fraternity brothers, uh, from my male friends. Go and call out your friend. Uh, I know uh, you want to call him out with us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, uh, uh, the immediate past president of the Zata Lambda chapter, the North Dallas Alphas. There it yes, is. Yes, there, it there it is. is. Yeah. And the reason why it's important is because another part of how we met was very interesting, and we'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> okay. But I want to stay on this. Your father made you proud. Your father, your father said that you that he was proud of you. That and it made you feel what. Man, in, internally it made me, like I really felt that I did something good. I, I did something that I got his approval. I got his acceptance. And I realized a lot of my behavior, a lot of my issues, a lot of my acting out, a lot of my cheating, just call it what it is, my yeah. bad decisions was trying to get approval from my male friends. And once my father said it, mm. like, man, I got his approval. He approves of me. So I said, the whole entire time, I never thought my father approved of anything that I did. What made him say it? Uh, I, I did a post on my page, which I was going to delete my father. But I, I did a post on my page uh, where I was actually speaking to my son about valuing himself. Um, was it and a video? It was actually a video, and he actually seen it, and I was encouraged to do that, and I was led to do that by actually watching your podcast. Oh, really? Yes, On by what, watching what, your podcast. What episode made you feel that? Uh, the, the the podcast with uh, Essen Atkins. Oh, uh, that podcast. Uh, mm. When I seen that, uh, it was sent to me, um, and so it 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 ministered to me. So I thought, you know what, if there are some things that I wished I would have known mm. as a boy growing up, as a young man. I wish these things were told to me. And so I decided, like, hey, you know what? I want to do a video talking to my son. Good. Telling him how to value himself, that he doesn't have to sleep with mm. every woman that in his presence, that a king doesn't do that. King is a king goes for a queen. And a king uh, can identify a queen, but my behavior that I didn't know I was having bad behavior, you know, I was just whatever, man, if this chick was fine, like, Hey, that, that's what I was doing. That's, um, about to get me really emotional. Um, I know exactly what part you're talking about in that episode. <laughs> and I said that men were never told that, yes. you know, and it's, it's, man, it's wow. Wow, like that's that's. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't know that. We never ever discussed that. And it's, <laughs> it's yeah, that's powerful. That's absolutely powerful. And we can, and that's the whole thing is that we can start changing the generational curses exactly. and start making them generational blessings, where we can speak blessings over our offspring and and affirm them in in, in a way that we were never affirmed, or or speak life into them in a way that we were never uh, modeled. Uh, from our parents or whatnot, and so that's wow. That's 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 powerful. How did you and I meet? 
<laughs> oh, so how we met? Um, let's see. How do how do I say this? Uh, an ex a girlfriend of mine. Um, I I made a bad decision. Um, that's why um, we broke up. Um, I broke her heart. I hurt her. And uh, one day, I don't, I don't know. I guess she decided to send over uh, the podcast that you was doing with Essen uh, Atkins at the time. And uh, when I seen it, I actually thought she was being messy. <laughs> she was like, "Hey, why are you sending me this video? Because it was, it was actually ministering to me. <laughs> you know, when, when it's true, you yeah, mad. when it was true ministry, it, 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 it cuts make, you. Yeah, it, make it, you it makes you look at yourself." Uh, and that podcast was ministering to me, and she sent it over. And at the time, I actually seen her and I a, a part of that. And you know, she's. Um, I thank her for you know for doing that, uh, introducing me to you. Um, you it was know. so interesting because she had texted me. She was like, "Hey, uh, <laughs> my ex uh, wants your phone number," and I was like. <laughs> Huh? And she's like, he's like, yeah, he, your your, your uh, podcast really, your podcast episode really spoke to him, but she never told me which one it was. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, um, yeah. I said, sure, give my number. And then as soon as I said, I sent it to him. You called me like immediately, and it was the most powerful conversation I've ever had with anybody pertaining to the Dear Future Wifey podcast, and that meant a lot to me. It really, and that was just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah, it was just a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, when I seen it, you know, I seen a lot of mistakes that I made. I, I seen the mistakes that I made even with her. And that encouraged me to start, you know, counseling, uh, which yes. started counseling this that, week, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. just this week. And it, it had me start getting to myself because um, I... What I did, I was actually hurt behind my actions and then realized the actions uh, hurt her and actually destroyed her. And uh, I felt real bad about it. Like, hey, man, you know, why am I making these decisions and not realizing the same decisions that I, I had made in, you know, my marriage and other relationships, I was still doing it. What I was doing was... You know, she's, she's, you know, when I lie, you know, she's a great person, sweet, you know, very smart. Really dope individual. Uh, yeah, she, she's real dope. Yeah. And uh, dating her, I actually felt like I didn't deserve somebody that sweet, that giving, you know, giving a heart, yeah. giving, you know, telling me that she's proud of me. You know, she's pushing me, you know, to be better. And I just ran back to what I was familiar with. And when she sent that podcast, that's why I thought she was being messy. Like, hey, you've been messy. Why are you sending this to me? And I was texting her like, hey, why are you sending this to me? Stop. You don't cut it but out. But you watched like, it, though. You yeah, watched, I watched it. it. it, it just took a while. It just took a while to watch it. I had to, you know, I actually, you know, it, it was just hard to watch because it was so true and it was so real. Everything that you guys were saying and at that time, immediately, uh, you know, I made a vow like, hey, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm going to go abstinence. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get to myself. So I never make, you know, this bad decision again. Because a lot of people don't realize when they, when men make decisions and they're bad, there's a lot of guilt and shame that comes with it. And yep. we stay in that guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. And it's hard coming out of it. And it's hard being vulnerable and admitting that you made a mistake. Yes. Because they're going to continuously beat you up. Yep. They're not going to let you live it down. Mm -hmm. um, although they say they forgive you. <laughs> like, hey, they're going to remind you every time. Like, hey, you're still that person. Yeah. That you are that decision that you made. Like, no, hey, look, I made a bad decision, but I'm not that bad that, decision. You know, that bad decision. So when I watched that podcast, man, it was like, and she had sent other other podcasts to me. <laughs> uh, and I looked at it like, yeah, you know, it was a great podcast. You know, I didn't think too much of it. And once she sent that, I was hooked. And I, I stopped shacking up with you. you. Stopped and yeah, I stopped shacking up and subscribed. It time. was it was so crazy. You called me, you're like, man, you said, you said, man. I had to take the day off. 
He said, I had, yes. to, I had to call in sick. I'm yes. messed up yes. right now. Yes. I am so yes. emotionally broken right now. I've just been sitting at the house. I'm sad. I'm crying. People thinking, like, what's wrong? Do you have COVID? What's going on? Man. He's like, I'm just Man. messed up. I, just, I, was, I, I was truly messed up. I, uh, I really had, um, and, and I told her this, um, early June, man, I, I had a bad day where I was actually in depression, and I wanted to give up. Like, yeah. I really did. I, I made a bad decision. There's no way I could turn this around. I made, you know, just, I destroyed my life. Like, how could I uh, do this uh, to her and, and, and to myself? And... When she sent that podcast, man, I just cried all the way home. And I, you know, I was listening to it. And I'm like, man, you know, they picking on me. You know, <laughs> they picking on me. Like, oh, leave me alone. And so the, the next day, man, it, 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 it drained me so bad that, uh, and bad, you know, good. Yeah, uh, draining, like, it, yeah, it drained empty, me in a good way. You. Like, hey, it, it was just ministering to me. And. Man, and the next day I, I just had to take off. Yeah. And I, I laid in the bed and it was like, okay, Lord, why are we crying? I'm a grown man. <laughs> you know, because as a grown man, you're not supposed to cry. You sitting there crying in the bed. <laughs> you know, they teach you watching the video. Like, hey, I watched the video. <laughs> you know, people calling me like, hey, man, what's up with you? Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. You know, I got a little dust in my eye. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it definitely ministered to me. And man, it was, it was a blessing that she sent it to me because. Instantly, I start making steps for my life to be better. Um, I didn't. I didn't want to do those things that I did. So you start making steps, such as what? What are what are some action items you put? And you said <laughs> one thing. You said didn't you say you started apologizing for to, to the people? Oh man! Wrong? <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> so what I did was I, I apologized to uh, a couple of females that were uh, significant to me. Uh, I apologize uh, to our mutual friend, yeah. my ex, which I call Fire. Um, I called her and I apologized to her. And at the same time, you know, it's like I hear people always talking about the spirit. And I'm like, man, you know, what's, what that mean? <laughs> you know, once I start getting in prayer, you know, once I seen the video, I start getting in prayer and start spending time, you know, with God myself um, and accepting God. Like yes, truly accepting God. Like, hey, I'm not just going to church, but accepting God. Um, so as I was talking to Fire at the time, I, I, I said, hey, let me do something. Let me pray for you and, and and with you. And I started praying for her. And man, I was just tore up. I was drained with praying, Good. praying with her, and uh, just confessing some of the stuff that I had did to her. And then once I um, did that with her, the spirit was like, hey, call this other person. Mm. You hurt her real bad. And I was like, Lord, no, not me. <laughs> like, no, man, they gonna hate me. They gonna think I'm crazy. <laughs> and so uh, I called, called up an, uh, another young lady um, that I hurt, and I knew I hurt real bad. And, um, and I prayed with her as well. You know, I prayed over her. I prayed over her future. I uh, wanted to step in in place of every man that had hurt her before mm. me and everybody and else. me as well. Yeah, like hey, I want to stand in and take that for you. I wanted to go to the cross. Yeah, as 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 I was saying, yeah. I wanted to go to the cross for all the hurt that I had caused uh, them. And then, you know, I was done. Like, I'm like, God, there's nobody else. And so <laughs> I called up uh, the last person and, uh, you know, talked to her, uh, prayed with her. Uh, she actually wanted to meet me in person uh, and talk. And uh, I said, hey, you know what? I'm gonna do something for you. You know, just confessing everything I had done to her. I said, you know what? I'm gonna do something for you. I'm, I'm allow you to uh, to hit me. I'm allow you to slap me. <laughs> slap the like, fire. No, no, no. I'm not gonna do that. But she got me. She got me real good. She showed me the fear of finding out that I had, you know, um, cheated on her and that I hurt her. And when she gave me a glimpse of it. 
And I was getting upset. Like, hey, why would you lie to me? And so like, oh, so why what, would you lie oh, so, to me? So, 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 me. So, 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 what, so what she told you was that she had cheated on you before? No, no. She actually told me something that was totally okay. something different. And right. it was like, oh, man, it, it, it just got me. And, you know, she actually uh, hit me at that time. Yeah. Uh, but it's a good thing that you said that about, like, if, if she said she had cheated on me before. And, and these women, I, I don't believe they actually had cheated yeah. on me before. Um, you know, I, I believe that they truly loved me um, and, and wanted the best for me, and I did them wrong. Uh, but going back to when I was married and, and cheating and, and doing what I was doing, you know, my ex-wife really did want to make it work. And, you know, I know she was praying over me and, you know, she was going to, you know, to her prayer closet, yeah. you know, on me. But, you know, I was just like, hey, you know what? I'm not ready to, you know, to cut this out. You know, I'm still you lying. Told, so you told her you wasn't ready to stop? No, stop. I didn't tell her that. I just I, did I not. <laughs> like, hey, I would lie and say I'm done. Like, hey, I'm not talking to this person. And I would stop talking to, For, to this then, one person, but I'll go start talking to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I'm, I'm going on to the next person. And so what happened, and I couldn't believe it, um, she moved on. She started talking to somebody else. Man, it tore me up, mm -hmm. and I was like, you know, I had been with several of the, <laughs> several of the women, yeah. and here it is. She was trying to start dating this one person after all this time, and it messed me up. Man, I was so mad. I was like, oh my god, how can she want another man? You know, like she she should only want me, and she like, no, 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 no. Like this is evil. Like she is wrong, and it, I mean, it tore me up, and I I couldn't sleep at night, and I was just man started losing weight. And I was just like, and I I just lost it. Yeah, you know I, I just lost it, man. And I was calling her every day, and I wanted her to stop talking to the guy. And like, hey, you know, give me another chance. You're like, nah, you just want that because I'm I'm seeing somebody else. And it's like, yeah, that's okay. Would you Would you have stopped? Um, if she came, if came back, I, I um. I believe, I, I think I would have, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I would have. I, I think she, you know, I truly look back at the situation that she did the right thing. Yeah. You know, she did the right thing and uh, she's doing good. You know, she's in a successful relationship now and, you know, and I truly pray for that relationship. That, you truly, you, know, that you truly pray for the success of it. I truly pray for that success why? of it, you know. Tell me why. Um, because she was a good person. Good. Uh, she's a good person. You know, good. she's she's a great mother, and she deserves to be happy. Uh, the same way that you know, the three individuals that I pray for, um, even our mutual friend, um, you know, I pray for her, and you know, pray for her success. You know, and that's that's a, uh, as she said, that's a real grown up thing. It is for a grown you to up. Do. Like, hey, man, you know, because this is the last time. I'm like, hey, I want you to stop seeing this dude. And I know I changed. I know I will never run back to that. Like, hey, please stop seeing please, this dude. Please, please, baby, please, 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 baby, please, please. You know, I, I gave out a list. <laughs> you know, I gave out a list of of things of, of why she should take me back. And, you know, once I started seeing her date somebody else, it, you know, it, it was real hard. It was but, a dollar late, a day late and a dollar yeah, show. Yeah, but, you know, they truly deserve to be with somebody. Yeah, I pray for my ex-wife and I, I pray that she you know meet somebody and get married and live happily ever after. yeah exactly and it's like exactly, it's like because exactly. when you have good people you like good i want people, you to you man, know very good people. i want you to, i want you to marry i want you to be happy i want you to get what i wasn't able to give you yeah exactly you know? exactly um, and that's hard yeah and hard. yeah uh it's interesting you said something in our first conversation you said the terrorists have i where were you at five years ago <laughs> yeah exactly if, if, if you was around five years ago you may have said something to me that would have stopped me making all these bad decisions do you remember what i said to you that uh, I, I think I remember you saying something about uh, I would have met the old person. At I that said time. you had, five years ago you'd have met the old me, and I was cheating on my wife just like yeah, you. yeah, yeah, exactly. And exactly. I said, and I said so, and you was like, but you seem like your life is all perfect. It's like exactly. you got it all together. Yeah, yeah. I said, no, you seeing the terrorist three point I said back in, and I said, and back in December was when I first took the vow of abstinence. So, so I'm talking about even in the shoot earlier that year, my son Armani was telling me. Dad, what are you doing having sex and you're uh, you're a Christian? You know, he called me to the carpet on that. He saw some condoms in the armrest of my car, and he was like, 
Dad, what are you doing with these? I was like, what do you think I'm doing with these? He was like, you ain't supposed to have be having sex and you're a Christian. You ain't married. I said, oh, Lord, this dude over here is cop blocking. What is wrong with this boy? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what are you doing? And I couldn't I couldn't even, you know, say nothing. I was like, man, hey. And I made some joke about uh, how you think I get by with raising you. I need a stress reliever. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly, saying? Exactly. And so, but, but that sat with me for the longest. That happened oh, in the man, month of yes. June. And it stayed with me all the way into December uh, when I took a vow of abstinence because I can't, you know, right is right. You know what I'm saying? And if, if your own son is telling you that he expects a higher level from you, then my goodness, like, like what, 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 what are we talking about? You know, so Man, was, <laughs> that's, that's amazing that you had that story. And I just heard that for the first time. Yeah. My son, you know, called me to the carpet. Just, you know, we were sitting in the living room and man, he just. Um, I was trying to tell, give him advice on not to make the mistakes that I had made and that I was making. And he just started talking to me about it and started like, I never knew that he had paid attention. Mm -hmm. Even when I was with his mother, that mm -hmm. he was paying attention. To everything you were doing. Everything I was doing. And my son knew the mistakes that I was making. He knew like, hey, you're with this woman. You know, I see her. She's not right for you. I know you're not happy with her. I see you with this woman, and I see that you're happy with her, but yet you keep running back to this person. And when my son just started saying that, man, I felt real low. How old is he? My son is 22 he, as of today. And he yeah. talked to you like a Yeah, man, he just, man, he just talked to me. And I was like, wow, man, I didn't know he was, he was paying attention. My son started remembering um, – started talking about like yeah I, I remember this woman and i was like what like <laughs> how, how you remember how that? you remember that i'm like are you for like yeah she she had a daughter right like yeah uh <laughs> yeah i remember i remember this woman yeah she then she take she was a photographer like yeah i, I remember this person like he's just running really? down and you had no idea like i'm thinking like hey i'm keeping this away from him <laughs> you know like wow like you know your, your mom gonna kill me when she this out. <laughs> you know and, and so and, and i didn't even know um and i guess he had conversations you know with uh with his mom because when i was going through uh through my change uh, when I was saying I didn't want to do this anymore, you know, she called me up and she told me um, she just wanted me to be better. She mm. wanted me to be happy. And that's the same thing as, like, these amazing women that I prayed for, they all said, like, hey, look, you deserve to be happy. Because mm. at that time, in that guilt and shame, I, you know, hey, look, I deserve to be talked to, mm -hmm. you know, badly. I deserve to be treated badly. So I was dating someone. Um, that talked to me, you know, badly. Um, but I didn't know the effect that I was having on my son. There it is. You know, I didn't know. I really didn't. I didn't know he was paying attention to me. And man, you know, so I, uh, I actually asked him to pray for me. Ooh! I actually asked him to pray for me. And man, you know, that was the hardest thing to do. You know, when my son prayed for me, and even now, he calls me um, this past weekend. He he called me and was like, hey, Dad, are you all right? Good. You know, he knew I had um, went back to my mom's hometown just to be to myself, um, to go over to the lake and watch the sun go up and watch the sun go down and, and to re reflect on all the bad decisions that mm. I have made. And basically just leave it there. Yes. So at that time, that was my altar. Yes. I'm leaving this here. All these bad decisions. And when I go back home, I'm not making these bad decisions. I'm going back after everything that I lost. <laughs> I'm going back after to have and to hold. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I wanna I wanna clap. I want man, let me I just wanna <laughs> when I tell you, bro, when I tell you that is so powerful to make your altar wherever that altar is yes. and leave it there. Don't carry that shame anymore. Don't carry those bad decisions anymore. That the Bible says that um, Paul states 
now I've learned to boast in my weakness. Yes. And so yes. when you're ashamed of it, you can't get on no podcast and talk about your your, your scars exactly. because you're too ashamed of it. You don't want to let a, let women know that you cheated before. You don't want to yes, let exactly. them know that. You just, nah, I'm ashamed of that. But when you get free and set free, you can oh, sit man, like yes. you're sitting yes. right next to me and say, yeah, I did it. But that's not me anymore. That's the old me. That's the 2.0 version of me. This is 3.0 sitting in front of you. And yes, I did that in the past. And God has forgiven me. I forgive myself, which is the hardest thing to do. Oh, man, I'm still on that. It's to forgive yourself. <laughs> I pray right now that you release that bondage, oh, that you release those strongholds in your yes. life and you you forgive yourself because you can't walk as a 3.0 version of, of Jerry as long as you keep on carrying the, the past. Yeah, man, I, I believe God has forgiven me. And that's that's the hardest part. It's you forgiving said. yourself. It's forgiving myself. And, and like I tell people, you know, when I tell my story and even when I tell it, you know, on Facebook, I, I did come out and be vulnerable on Facebook. And you, you texted me that help. morning. You texted yeah, me I that texted morning. It, I, I sent it over to you like, hey, you know, look, you man, look at this. You know, I, I just came out and I wanted to be real about the mistakes that I have made. And, you know, I hurt, you know, some individuals uh, in the process. And what I started feeling like was like, hey, you know, women say they pray for a God, you know, a God fearing man. And I always wonder if now do they realize what that means? Mm. They're like, hey, I'm Paul now, but I used to be Saul. <laughs> you know, Saul persecuted the church. You know, he, he, was, he was a murderer. You know, I used to be Jacob. You know, I was a deceiver. I was a, I was a trickster. And I had to have that experience that changed me to my new name. That's is who I am now, you know. I, and I understand, you know. I have a lot of friends uh, that is that is with me through this process. I do uh, have a tribe, uh, which I learned to have a tribe. Got to, <laughs> man. Got to accountability, man. But, God, but I, I, I meet you with Fred. Taught me a lot, you know, <laughs> about having a, a good tribe yeah. around you. So I, you know, I have some, you know, men and women that are around me, and they holding me accountable. How are you doing? Are you praying? Don't go back to your old self. Yes. Um, they know I wanted to make that change. And where we are right now to this day is like, Jerry, you got to forgive yourself. Yes. You got to forgive yourself. And it's, man, I'm, I'm praying on that one. How'd your first counseling session go? Man, it, 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 it went good. It, it, it went good. Uh, I, you know, I was nervous. Mm. Like, man, Lord, what is she going to find out? <laughs> you know, because I walked in that counseling session like, man, I, I got this uh, <laughs> bad guy disease or something. Like, doc, is it curable? <laughs> like, can, can we can we cure this thing? I don't want to. I don't want to go through this. And like, am I going to die? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like, dog, if I go die, like, I walked in. I, I was nervous the whole entire day. I was anxious and had a lot of friends. Like, hey, it's going to be okay. When I say God is so intentional about his pursuit of us and God is intentionally pursuing you, and there's going to be some great exploits uh, from you because even your frat brothers that will hear this episode, you don't realize what people are dealing with, what oh, people man. are struggling with, and they say, Dang, bro, like, I've never heard anyone talk like that before. And it's only you could have said it the way you said it that changes the trajectory of someone else's life. And, and that's what we have to understand. And the fact of how you and I met just by happenstance, our mutual friends yes, shared, exactly. shared this video. You didn't have to say you want to talk to me. You know what hey, I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> hey, man, you know, and I believe that was God sent. But, you know, a problem that as men that we have are coming out, uh, being vulnerable and, and doing what we're doing now, um, it's hard yeah. because some of our friends are still in that. Yep. And we know they're going to be judged. Um, and as I was driving to my mom's hometown, I, I had this this sadness in me. And I couldn't understand why I was, I was feeling sad. And I was feeling alone. And I realized, like about two or three days later, what it was that this change I'm going through, I'm going to lose some friends. Yeah. It's, 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 it's you, hard. You, you it's scary grieved, to know. You was already grieving the loss of them. I, I, hey, I was already grieving the loss. Like, hey, some of my friends, they're, they're going to talk about me. They're going to laugh about it because they are used to the old Jerry yeah. that, that talk about women and uh, like, hey, I have to, you know, talk about my conquests, yeah. you know, to fit in. Yeah. 
But now, like, hey, look, dude, I, I don't want to do that. You know, I want a monogamous relationship. I want the death do you part. I want the have and, and to hold. hold. There it is. I want the have and to hold. I mean, you might have lost some friends, but I think I'm a good person. You done, you, you done gained me in the process. Hey, you hey, know, you're yeah. a good friend to have. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, we done gained each other. So, you know, right. we're going to be each other's accountability uh, partners. Man, and the, and the dope thing about it is, you know, yes, you're going to lose some people, but you're going to start gaining a new tribe, and that tribe is going to propel you into your purpose. Because you don't go through the level of pain that you and I have gone through without God rewarding us with our purpose and our platform that that he's given you and that's why i say i just thank you so much because as you're telling your story it's pouring into me and i'm doing everything in my power not to break down and cry <laughs> exactly. because you're saying some stuff that i just be like god when you talked about getting a new name mm, mm, mm. Man, and we really true. understood what that really meant you know and of course you're in a fraternity so you know when you're in a fraternity they give you names and stuff as you you you, you know you cross over and and, 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 you, and you get names or whatever yeah mine's on my license plate <laughs> oh man yeah mine's is jack frost and man i i, I lived up to that I, I tried to live up to that name but man it's, it's hard and and even now i'm just like you trying to hold it back yeah you know i i told a friend of mine uh as i was coming over um man i just try not to cry yeah you know because yeah. when you're coming out of it man i just i've been you crying so much yeah of that guilt and that shame and, and just releasing that. And I definitely wanted to unbury some of the stuff that I didn't bury correctly um, and now just burying it correctly and not going back to it. Mm. Uh, man, Hold on, you got to unpack know. that. What do you mean by burying it correctly? Burying it correctly, man, I, I just, uh, I buried some stuff alive, um, didn't address it. Um, didn't understand why I did, you know, some of the things that I did. Um, man, just, you know, focus on the hurt uh, that I had caused. And, you know, looking at me and looking at myself and answering the questions of, you know, was I seeking acceptance? Um, was I tolerating myself? Um, so unburying stuff is unburying, I mean, uh, Unburying some of the stuff in my past was going back, you know, years. I went all the way back to college yep. and started thinking about some of the things that I did to girls in college. Now, of course, I didn't call everybody yeah, up yeah, and yeah. I just prayed for them. Or you can write a letter yeah, and, exactly. and burn it, or throw it in the trash. Yeah, like exactly. it's, just, it's just releasing it, even just recalling it to memory and asking God, Please forgive me for this and and and, and heal that person. Yeah, from, exactly. From what I exactly. So, so that's powerful, man. Like I said, I applaud you on that process because what you don't understand that the spiritual ramifications of what you are doing, you will never ever really understand the magnitude. But it's great and great and mighty in the kingdom. It was yeah, interesting yeah, because yeah. we was talking and then uh, you revealed to me uh, the fraternity you're a part of, and I said, "Hey, I just." Shot a video a couple of days ago yeah, because yeah, exactly. uh, Alpha Phi Alpha they're coming to to Dallas, Dallas. Texas in 2023 yes, and 2023, doing convention. Yeah. And he was like, "I just saw that video." <laughs> you know, I just saw that video. I said, "Yeah, I, I produced the video and um, I had a 24 hour turnaround time to do it." You're like, "I just saw the video," and I was like, "Man, this just it's just it's 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 crazy." You yeah, it, it's definitely crazy. And it's so intentional about who God is. Uh, what would you say, um, as we wrap up, what would you say to those that are approaching marriage and that and speak directly about that vow to have and to hold? And I want you to speak to the men and speak directly into that camera right there and speak to the man that's approaching okay. marriage and how to honor <laughs> that vow. Man, uh, what I would say uh, to men that are about to get married, um, to have and to hold. Understand that you're making an oath and understanding what it truly means to have and to hold. To understand that the woman that you're about to marry is truly a gift from God. And once you guys get married, that God wants you to hold her as a treasure. Uh, man, it's... Like, we all want money. We all want to be rich. Uh, it's like you're marrying a million dollars. And the reason why I said it like that is because uh, 
we're not going to leave a million dollars sitting around at Starbucks mm. and just walk away from it. Mm. We're not just going to treat a million dollars like anything. We're going to value that. We're going to we're going to treasure that. And even throughout the word of God, when he speaks of hold, you know, hold to his word, hold this near and dear to your heart, like protect it. And so as you are about to get married, understand what protecting her means. Yes. It's not just standing up to another male. It is protecting her heart. Yes. Protecting, you know, you're her ministry. Yes. So that's the advice that I would give you uh, to, to all the men that, that are about to get married. And, man, just read and pray uh, because times are going to get hard. Yeah. And once you remember that is your gift and you're treasuring that, it, it, man, I always make an example of my son. When my son was born, he was a gift to yeah. me. Yeah. And I treasured him to my heart. And I don't care whose son come along. I don't care how many other kids are out there. I'm not trading my son in. Yes. And I am going to protect him, you know, rain or shine, you know, through disappointments, proud moments. I love my son. And so as men, as we are getting married to that treasure, no matter disappointment, rain, uh, sunshine, hold to it. And don't try to trade it in. Mm. You know, don't trade it in. He said, don't trade, <laughs> don't it, trade in. it in. Don't trade it yeah. in. Well, listen, man, thank you so much for blessing us on the Dear Future oh, Wifey podcast. I know you were a little nervous at first. You was like, what oh, yes, am I yes, doing? Sir. Am I actually going to sit on man, this podcast? I'm about to get dogged out. You're like, we didn't, we didn't know each other, but how long we know each other? About two and a half weeks? About two and a half weeks. <laughs> two and a half weeks. Yes, sir. And then God got you sitting up here on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Dear Future podcast. Wifey podcast. The same podcast that changed the trajectory of your life is yes. now God is using you to change other people's lives. Man, I hope it's is, a Isn't, isn't God someone. dope like that? He is dope like See, that. God has yes, purpose in your life. And so I just want to speak that over you, that God is going to do some great exploits through you because you made yourself available and vulnerable for him to use you. Man, thank you, man. I, I, I'm receiving that blessing. Keep healing, brother. Thank uh, you. Like I said, we're on the same team. You know, we... we I'm a part of your tribe. You're a part of my tribe. And um, what you don't realize is that, as you know, the Dear Future Wifey podcast is my journey as I discover, uncover, and recover love for myself so that I can, so that my next wife gets the best version of me. Exactly. And, um, and before we conclude, do you want to get married again? I do. I do. And I'm actually writing letters now oh, to my at dear future wife. Look at you, look at you. <laughs> so, yeah, I see that and yeah. I was giving the advice like, hey, why don't you write a a letter to your wife. So uh, when I get some new your wife, when I get some new journals in, I'm a uh, I, I just placed the order. But when I get some more journals in, I'm a gift you with one. Oh, That's powerful. thank you, thank That's you, powerful. yes, so. thank you, man. That you, yeah, you, I'm a cry when so, I get in the so car. So I'm three letters in now. That's what I'm talking. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful, man. You have blessed my life. Listen, uh, y'all give it up for Jerry Fisher on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. <laughs> Discover, uncover, recover, love. With the new Dear Future Collection. The journey starts from within. Let your inner thoughts find freedom on the pages of this richly hued Dear Future Blue Sapphire Edition Genuine Leather Journal. It features a cross-stitched spine and luxurious cording to bind your deepest insights. A great accompaniment is the Dear Future Luxury Bamboo Fountain Pen. There's nothing more intentional than the writing process of a fountain pen. This is an elegant writing work of art. Join the thriving community of fountain pen enthusiasts and purchase one today. These exclusive items and more are available at dearfuturewifey.com. I mean, I can't even describe it. The words can express how um, I see God doing an amazing work through this series. And I, and I pray that it touches the hearts and the minds of the people that are watching it, whether you're single, it gives you hope and help you understand the gravity of these vows. 
if you're married, that you recommit yourself with the new knowledge of the gravity of these vows. And um, if you're divorced, that you get healing by understanding that you didn't truly understand the gravity of these vows. Whew, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the favor and birthing this series to me. Dear future wifey, whether we write our own vows or repeat the traditional ones, I vow to have and to hold you. I will be your safe place. Have me. I will provide physical, emotional, and spiritual intimacy for you. I said, have me. The etymology of husband means householder. It is my responsibility to hold our house together. These are my hands. I will uphold my spiritual responsibility to hold our home together. Now, holding our home together is no easy feat. It's absolutely impossible for me to do alone. So what you don't see on the outside of my hands are the omnipotent hands of God, giving me the strength to do the impossible. I can't wait to have and to hold you your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.